when you when you have your kids sit down to do homework, maybe kicking it off with some sort of a centering practice, some sort of a grounding practice, a little meditation um, to just kind of get their head in that in that right space. Welcome to Mindful Conversations with Kay. I'm Christy. And I'm Kelly. We are both moms, educators, kidding around yoga teachers, and trainers, and now podcasters. In this podcast, we will talk about using research-based tools and strategies to help increase mindfulness, self-awareness, connection, self-regulation, and peace in your home or classroom. Join us weekly for some fun and insightful conversations where we will take a deep dive into all things kids yoga and mindfulness. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Christy. Nice How to be are back. You? How are you? Doing good. Excellent. We're talking about homework today. Woo. Homework. Four kids in this house. So homework is somebody's always having struggle with homework every single day of the week. Does it when when I say the word homework, what do you think of it? Like I for me, it it's it's a wee bit of a trigger. That just like takes me back to back in the day to sitting there at the dining room table or you know, sitting trying to mow through whatever it is that I happen to be struggling with at the moment. And uh I think I think just saying homework to people, it can sometimes trigger them, right? Oh, totally. I mean, especially like, you know, if you were somebody who struggled to complete homework, that can be a trigger. For me, I was the kid who had to come home and like had to do my homework right away. I was yes. like, I walked through the door, I had a quick snack and I did my homework. So now like with my own kids, I'm a little triggered when they don't want to start their homework right away. I'm like, don't you want to get it over with so we can enjoy our night? Like that was the way I worked as a kid, but not everybody is like that. And so that's a little triggering for me because I feel like we need to just tackle it as soon as they come in. But that's not fair of me because not, not everybody is ready to do that. You know, not every kid, you know, feels that way about, you know, about the time and, you know, They've been just through a whole day of school. And so maybe they don't yeah. want to do their well and, and I I can relate to you. I mean that, that's how I was. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself and, and to to get good grades. And you know, that was really important to me. And and I was not um necessarily a procrastinator. So I was I was very much like, I gotta get this done, I gotta get this done. But yeah, there was a lot of pressure that I put on myself. And I a hundred percent relate to that because I have a kiddo who's a bit of a procrastinator and it makes me crazy. I I yeah. just like it stresses me out when when he's like, Oh yeah, this is due tomorrow. And I'm like, What? You haven't what? You haven't done this? And so yeah, that can really trigger me as the parent. And unfortunately, when we're triggered, we can set our own kids off, can't we? Yeah, I mean it turns into a battle time, and that's that's the last thing you really want is your kid to feel defensive and frustrated before they even open up the book to do the homework or open up the computer these days. But, you know, it's so it's really important. I know for me to really be, have a mindfulness practice around that time of day and like really 
be self-aware and know that that is triggering for me and to know like, okay, like I need to create some space here, like, and allow them to sort of, you know, when they're really little, you're guiding them, you know, maybe my second grader, she gets a little less options of when (laughs) she's going to do her homework than my 10th grader. But, you know, I still have to like, be mindful to notice like, well, what kind of state of mind is she in? Like, maybe she's really hungry. Maybe she just needs to get outside and move around a little bit before that we do that. Or maybe she just, you know, needs, needs a 15 minute little power nap. You know, she's, she's little and just getting used to like full day school since this whole, you know, past two years hasn't been normal. Mm -hmm. So really, if I wasn't being mindful of my own self and my own stuff going on, I wouldn't be able to notice things like that, that she maybe needs to, to do before we even start the homework. So I think that's tip number one is just get get yourself in a proper headspace, get yourself in a place where you feel calm, where you feel just, you can take some deep breaths and really get kind of get centered before you even begin to address this thing that needs to be done. So And I keep kind of like, watch your, I know I have to myself watch my, my inner dialogue, like Mm -hmm. that it's going to be a battle. Like I'm setting myself up for failure, saying things like that to myself, like, oh, homework, here we go again. Like, what is she going to have for homework? Or what is he going to have for homework? You know, and, and already I have like a negative, like feeling about it. And that's not a good way to start the, the, the afternoon. So you have to watch that too. Like watch your thoughts about, about the whole situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that, um, for one of the things for us here has been to really create a space, um, create a mindful space for doing homework. This is interesting. So, so early on in, in, um, in, in COVID when the kids were learning virtually, and so they were here, um, we, we allowed the kids, this was, this was very, very early on, like, like right when things shut down and they were um, going virtual, they were, they, my, my boys were both up in their rooms and they were sacked out in their bed and they had their Chromebooks up there. They were doing right. Not a mindful space for homework. So we, we did not do well initially. We were all in the same boat at that point. Nobody knew what to do. Exactly. And, and, and I'm giving myself grace because, because yes, we were all kind of in that space where we're like, well, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and take your Chromebook up to your bed. Um, yeah, I learned very quickly that that was not a great mindful space. And so we, um, we were very um, selective about, we, you know, okay, this is where we need to sort of designate a place for them to learn. And so we did get, we got a couple of desks and we set them up in our front room. Uh, we literally emptied out our front room and like created this, this, this workspace for them. So they each had a desk and they each had a place where they can. And I, I made sure I said, okay, let's clear this off. Let's get you a little light. Let's, you know, if you want a little, a little fidget toy, you want something, something on your desk that you can look at a picture. I, I let them, I'm like, what, what picture do you want hanging above your desk? You know, you hang right. that up. So just created a little space for them to, to work at. Now, of course they're back in school, so they're not learning from home. And so when they opt it's, but we still have those two desks. I'm working at one of them now. 
<laughs> so then we have another one here in the room, but then they each have desks in their room. They have loft beds. And so there's a desk underneath. So they're allowed to work there. We do um, allow them to do the, the work at the kitchen table too. If they need some help from us, if they feel like they're going to want to interact with us while they're doing that, ask us questions, what have you, it's easier to have them there in the kitchen. I'm doing something. They're at the kitchen table that may or may not be an ideal setting for, for some folks. So I think designating a place, a really mindful space for your kid. Yeah. And I think there's a, a few different things that as you were talking, I was thinking about, first of all, like having that dedicated space is nice because first of all, it gives you when you, um, you know, enter into that space, you kind of know, like your, your mind gets set, like, okay, it's homework time, time to focus. Just kind of how we talked about when we did the sleep, sleep episode. Yeah. One. Yeah. You know, like your bed is for sleeping. So no playing there because you want your body to know, like, so you have this mindful space that's for homework. You, you, your body knows like, okay, I'm supposed to focus here. And so, so that's helpful. And it's also really helpful to know your kid and what works for them. Like some kids can work up in their room. You know, my, my older daughter, she's at this point, she's a senior in high school. So, she, you know, she's got it down. Like she's, she can do her homework. She has her desk set there. And, you know, I don't really, she doesn't really ask for help very often every once in a blue moon, you know? So, so I know she's, she's good with that, you know, but then I have my, my two younger kids who are in second and sixth grade and they're, they need a little more hands-on sometimes. So, you know, and, and we also have to, when you have multiple kids, you're working around um, who's doing homework at what time. And if somebody's doing homework and, you know, we kind of have an open space. So if somebody's doing homework and what's the designated kitchen area, but somebody else is watching TV right next door in the family room, or my son's shooting the like little indoor basketball and that's going back, you know, and my daughter's like, no, I can't think yeah. the basketball is making too much noise, you know? So you have to consider all these things and some kids aren't distracted by things like that. And they're, right. you know, they can just focus and doesn't matter what's going on around them and other kids can't, they need a quiet space. So there's a lot to consider when you're thinking about setting up this mindful space. And also I think too, about like, distractions, like minimize the, the number of distractions that are around if you have a kid who is very distractible. Yes. Yes. I think that's, that's, that's very, very important. Um, I think too, when you, when you have your kids sit down to do homework, maybe kicking it off with some sort of a centering practice some sort of a grounding practice, a little meditation um, to just kind of get their head in that, in that right space. Right. Yeah, I love that idea. Just even having them do a few deep breaths, mm -hmm. maybe do a little peace begins with me or um, whatever kind of uh, just a few minutes of meditation just to get them set, you know, get their brain, you know, in that focusing, engaged, ready to learn state. We, we've talked about that before, you know, we can't, we can't learn and focus when we're thinking about a million different things and we're, you know, worried about this or, you know, focusing on other things. So yeah, I think starting with a like a short meditation is a great practice. Or even even like some affirmations, because you know, you were talking about for your own self, getting your own head in the right place and, yeah. and not having that negative self-talk like this is gonna be a battle. But even, you know, it's the same thing with your with your kiddo, starting down with, you know, I I can learn this. I am very smart, you know, just some positive yeah. affirmations to repeat, you know, to get them in that, that in that headspace. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then while they're there, while they're in their workspace, while they're doing their homework, 
you know, just like in the classroom, allow time for some breaks, some brain breaks. And, and again, this is going to be different for every child. Some kids are going to need more movement. Some kids are going to need more activity. Other kids are, are going to be able to sit and focus for longer periods of time, but, but, but allow for those times to take some breaks. Yeah. And, and a mindfulness practice for the parent, um, is going to help you to know when those breaks are necessary because you got to be really present and really be paying attention to see notice when your kid is starting to feel frustrated right you know and, and maybe it's like you know you just see them erasing a lot and they can't you know even if, you know you just kind of notice out of the corner of your eye like oh that little tension coming and then you know you can intervene and say you know what let's just stand up and you know do five jumping jacks and you know get a little movement if, if they're that, that kind of kid that likes to, you know, move a lot and, you know, but noticing when they seem to be losing focus or getting frustrated or, you know, just, they need a little few minutes to, to, to walk away and come back again. They need some time to shake off stress. You know, it's, it's funny. I, and I, I, I tell kids this a lot when I'm working with them, um, notice if you have a dog and I, you know, this is across the board in the animal kingdom animals know that they need to shake off stress. You see a dog, like my dog after the bath, my dog hates baths and takes a bath. And then he just, he like, he shakes and shakes and shakes, obviously to get the water off. But then he just, then he races around the house. It's like he shakes and races and shakes and races around the yeah. house. He's shaking off the stress of the bath. You know? That's so a stressful situation. Yes. So it really does shake, just getting up, shaking it off. It yeah. will be really, it's a really effective tool for just sort of just quickly getting rid of, you know, a little bit of that stress. Yeah, totally. That really, really works. And another really good tip uh, for a little bit of a brain break is to have your kids tune into their senses. We know that tapping into our senses helps us to stay in that present moment. And because, you know, they're going to start to get frustrated with their homework, say they can't, they're getting something wrong. They start in their head. Oh, I'm not going to get this right. My teacher, what is my teacher going to say? If this is wrong, I'm not going to do good on the test, right? We start spiraling out and going down this, this rabbit hole and tuning into our senses is going to bring us back to that present moment and keeping us, you know, focused. And so just have them look up from the computer or from their paper and just look around the room and tell them to find something that's blue or find, you know, find something of each color of the rainbow, or maybe they're going to look for shapes or something, or maybe even have like a candle or something lit and have them tune into their senses, have their sense of smell to, to kind of come back or let them pop a mint in their mouth and yeah. tune into their, their taste their taste buds, uh, you know, whatever it might be just to keep them grounded and, you know, in that, in that space. I love that. I love that. You know, the other thing too, um, that can be so helpful, uh, with, um, especially when it comes to like memorizing things, um, when you, there, there are studies that show that doing balancing poses actually can help with memorization. So if you have your kiddo stand up and do tree pose or dancer pose or eagle or something, you know, some sort of a balancing pose while they're trying to memorize something that can be really helpful. Yeah. I love that idea. You know, so, so often people, people have not, everybody's great at memorizing. Some, mm -hmm. some kids can pick it up really quickly. They have that really great rote memorization, but other kids struggle with that. So that I think the, the balancing, it really helps you to focus and, and pay attention, but it's also makes it a little bit more fun. 
than, um, you know, just trying to memorize something and say it over with the, you know, you can use your flashcards or whatever, but, but it just adds a little bit more, more fun to do it, to, to go along with the, the process of trying to remember something. And even, you know, thinking of yoga poses and movement, you know, even, even doing like for the little kids doing math problems, you know, if they're, they have to add something, you know, why not have them instead of just using their fingers, why not have them stand up and do jumps if they're, you know, add on, you know, five jumps plus two jumps and they do it. And then they count them all together and and get, sit down and write their answer down. Right. So make it a little bit more engaging and fun than just, um, you know, the traditional way of sitting down there and, and doing their homework. You know, we, I used to do when in my preschool class, when I was teaching, we did this, uh, you know, we'd have our, our circle time at the beginning of the day and, and we do calendar. And so as we were, um, as we were looking at what, you know, what was the, what was the, the, the day of the, of the month. And I'd have, I'd have them look up and, you know, we'd, we'd find maybe it was whatever it was March 10th. And so I'd say, okay, should we, should we jump it out or should we squat it out or whatever? And so we would do that. We would either do jumping jacks or squats, or we would clap, or we would do something that would go along and help them to count. So yeah, you, I love that idea with the little kids using that yeah. or the big yeah, kids. That's movement. <laughs> yeah. Or the big kids. <laughs> you know, there's other times too, when the kids, you can, you can kind of check in and when you're noticing your kids, maybe you see your kids kind of fading or maybe you see their, their energy level dropping a little bit. What are some things we can do to kind of increase the energy? Yeah. Other than getting up and moving, like we just said, right. Just get up, do some jumping jacks, do, do some, do a sun salutation, do what we call a Sarge salutation, right. Just moving, but also we can use our breath. Right? We know that our breath can either calm us down if we're feeling frustrated. So we, of course, can use it for that. But if we need a little bit of energy, we can practice what we call the bunny breath, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, you take three sips of air in your nose and then a nice long exhale out your mouth. Mm-hmm. And that really gives your a little boost of oxygen up to that brain and it kind of wakes you up and, and gets your energy going again. So that's really good tip because especially for the older kids, you know, yep. the teens and they're like, you know, they're dragging their head down on the, on the table and they're getting tired. Right. And um, so, yeah, teach them to do those bunny breaths to give themselves a little energy to push through that, that second half of their homework or whatever. Love it. So using the breath in, in one way or another, you can use it certainly to energize you that bunny breath, but then using it also to help you calm down, just kind of those, those really deep breaths, maybe breathing deep into the belly. Maybe, you know, if you see them getting frustrated, have them lay down, bring their hands to their belly and just breathe deep into their belly. Or if they're a little kiddo, putting a little, little stuffed animal on their belly and have them do some deep belly breathing into there so they can really, and then just long, slow exhales to trigger that, that vagus nerve to help calm down. The other thing that, that, that you can do too <clears throat> for calming strategies, I just have some sort of little kit, have a little box, give the kiddo and, and they can keep it at their homework station, you know, just a, a, a calm down kit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can keep things in there like the little stuffed animal for the belly breathing, or maybe a Hoberman sphere or our breathing ball you can keep in there, um, you know, but little fidgets for them to play with. That's a great way for them to tune in. Like we talked about to those senses, uh, you could have some, some shapes in there that they can do the breathing shape, you know, where they're tracing okay. like a square with their finger and breathing in, breathing out right all the way around, around the square, just have some, some little things in there for them to have a little go-to if they start to feel frustrated. What's great about that is 
you know, oftentimes as our kids start to get older, we're not sitting right there with them doing their homework anymore, right? Like I'm not sitting next to my sixth grader doing his homework. I might be in and out of the room kind of there if he needs help, but I'm not really sitting with him, you know? So starting out this, you know, having this mindful space and having this little calm down kit nearby when they're younger teaches them, you know what, when I'm starting to feel frustrated, I can go to this kid, I can get a tool that will help me calm down. And then it will help me get focused again and get back to my homework. Eventually they'll be able to do that by themselves. Right. So my, if my sixth grader is feeling frustrated, like he'll know, you know what, I'm just going to get up. He loves basketball. As I was talking about before, get up and shoot a couple of baskets in the, the little indoor basketball, you know, and then sit back down and, and go on to the next problem, you know? So they start to learn to do that for themselves and recognize when they're feeling frustrated or when they need to up their energy or whatever, calm themselves yeah. down, whatever it might be. You bet. And they develop those habits early on. And then they, then they've got those skills. They've got that. And they can, they can take that into the classroom too. They, yeah, when they're in that. school, like right before they take a test, if they know they're going to take a test and they're anxious about it, they can tap into some of these um, things that they practice at home. Um, these mindfulness practices at home. Yeah. And how great for them to go into school and, and teach it teach it to their friends, teach it to their teacher. Like, Hey, I have this meditation that I do before I do my homework. Let's try it before the test, you know, and kind of spread the, spread the word of, uh, of these mindfulness practices, right. Right. To their, to their classroom. I love it. I love it. So homework doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's going to be things that are going to come up. It's just like we said in our, in our meditation episode, right? It's, it's not, it's not that it's going to automatically make everything, uh, you know, peaceful and calm, right. right, And smooth, but, but it's going to help us to, to learn how to respond to these things, to know how to react when these stressful situations come up. And, uh, and and I think, you know, these things, these tips can be helpful. Yeah. Cause we create the patterns, right? We, so we can create a pattern of a battle and a struggle around homework, or we can create a pattern of mindfulness and, um, you know, having access to these tools and working together and, and being able to connect with our kid in, in a more helpful way during, during this like stressful period of the day. <laughs> you bet. You bet. I yeah. love it. Great tips. All of these, I think. So yeah. And we're going to post in our Facebook group. If you haven't joined yet, Hop on over and join our Facebook group, Mindful Conversations with Kay, because we are going to put in there a free downloadable game, yoga game, that would be a great brain break for you to play with your kiddos in the middle of homework or maybe right before homework starts to, you know, get a little, let, get focused and get ready, or maybe take that brain break right quite in the middle when they need a little, a little rest from their homework and then get back to it. So hop over to the Facebook group. So you'll be able to download that free that free game and yes. uh, get, check it out. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly, for another wonderful conversation. Thank you to all who have joined us and who we hope you're enjoying this podcast and, you know, any, any feedback you have for us, you know, we're, we would love to hear it and, and uh, we'd love for you to, to engage with us uh, in the Facebook group and, and uh, let us know if there's anything particular you'd like to know a little bit more about. So uh, until next week, we hope you have a wonderful uh, rest of your week. Yeah. Great talking to you. And we will be back next Thursday. Hey, thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to subscribe and give us a written review to help us reach others and share all the benefits of kids yoga and mindfulness. 
If you want more information on all that Kidding Around Yoga has to offer, you can find us at kiddingaroundyoga.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Kidding Around Yoga. We will meet you back here next week for another fun conversation with Christy and Kelly.